Hello everyone, Dr. Alan Mister here with another edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. Appreciate you listening and the object, the goal, the mission of the podcast as always is to optimize vitality one person at a time. Here's our quote for the week and this comes from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in this life has a purpose. There are no mistakes. There are no coincidences. All events are blessings given to us to learn from. Let's get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in this life has a purpose. Powerful words from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. This week, we're going to talk about three specific topics like we typically do and some action items around them. Organ biomarkers predict disease and death. That's number one. Number two is religion and spirituality enhance mental health. And finally, we're going to revisit the vitality blueprint. Remember, vitality is a skill. Vitality is a gift you can only give yourself by taking ownership over your decisions. Our goal with the Vitality Explorer podcast is to take the friction out of staying vital. If you're enjoying what you're listening to, please share this. Please also leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's jump into that first one of the week. Organ biomarkers predict disease and death. This comes from Stanford Research that helps predict heart kidney, uh, heart and kidney aging and also Alzheimer's disease. And this is really, really interesting. Okay, this is a new paper that quantified almost 5,000 organ-specific proteins in more than 56, almost 5,700 research subjects. And the goal of the research was to develop a way of tracking the aging of human organs. And here's the title of the paper. Organ aging signatures in the plasma proteome track health and disease. You can check out the references on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, as well as some of the graphics uh, that I would recommend you, you check out if you're interested. Now, organ aging... Uh, in this paper was related to specific disease states. And here's some examples. So uh, hypertensive people or individuals had kidneys that were one year older than their same age peers. So hypertension actually sounds like it ages your kidneys faster. Diabetic individuals had uh, kidneys that were 1.3 years older. And some heart issues such as atrial fibrillation, which is a heart arrhythmia, unfortunately a pretty common problem, had a heart age of 2.8 years compared uh, a longer or uh, higher than, excuse me, a heart age gap of 2.8 years compared to a heart age gap of 2.6 years for a heart attack. So things like arrhythmias and heart attacks obviously age your heart. But here's the one finding they had in the paper that I thought was fascinating. Alzheimer's disease was associated with accelerated aging in virtually all organs. So again, this concept that they're presenting here is um, that organ aging was associated with future risk of all-cause mortality. All right, and there's a, there's a graph up there that looks at the various type or various organs, and you know what we're going to go through here is your heart, your adipose tissue, artery, brain, pancreas, immune system, liver, muscle, intestine, lung, and kidney. Um, so you can consider these your organs, but each one of them, which is part of why I was interested in this, is that we think of like, oh, what is our overall bio age, which we've talked about before on longevity, about in, in the context of longevity. Um, but this idea of parts of you, your organs, might be uh, might be aging faster or accelerated aging. And then that's 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 an interesting thing, right? 
the the association with dementia and, and organ biomarkers was especially strong uh, and you know the the implications of this are, are profound actually so the, the paper reviewed is in this in this post is really complicated really sophisticated but meaningful so i went over it again and again and again i encourage you to to check it out online uh, i think it's an open access article so you can read it but it's very difficult to kind of parse out some of the details but i think the, the reason for that is they used a variety of different biologic measures biologic tools and computer science to arrive at this final conclusion quote Large-scale plasma proteomics, which are proteins, and machine learning can be leveraged to non-invasively measure organ health and aging in living people. That's kind of an interesting thing. So uh, the final part of that is living people, right, as opposed to dead people. But basically, they're looking at the proteins in your blood. They're also using complicated and sophisticated computer science algorithms to help figure out what this all means. And so... Here's the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations about this new paper. That organ-specific aging is, is clearly an emerging a, a field of study. And being able to identify the age of each of our organs, I think, helps us because we can then identify and, and deploy specific solutions to prevent uh, symptoms or disease. So you may overall feel really good. And your overall age may be even lower than your, bio, your chronologic age. But what if your kidney or your liver or your muscle was aging in a faster way. So I think we need to monitor this area of research. I think it's an area that we can we can consider to be emerging for sure, but check out check out again this this uh, paper um, and it's uh, organ aging signatures in the plasma proteome track health and disease. I think this is something that will be coming up again and again. We're going to move on this in, in this week's podcast to something that's uh, important to, to discuss all the time, but especially during this time uh, of the holidays at the end, end of the year. And that is religion and spirituality enhance mental health. Okay, that's not my opinion. We're going to talk about the data about that. Um, but I think this is a crucial thing that we don't talk about enough. And that is why believing in something bigger than yourself is crucial to your vitality. Remember, the core mission of Vitality Explorers is to enhance our physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. Now, I've thought about this a lot for many years for those of you who follow this, but it's morphed from sort of four pillars of physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being into sort of a, what I call vitality flywheel. And all four of those parameters contribute to our vitality in an interactive manner. One of the best examples is if you sleep better, you're going to be able to exercise more, your mental health gets better, and you're actually your overall well-being skyrockets, right? So in the context of spirituality, we unfortunately ignore it, all right? We don't think it matters, or we sometimes think we have to become some sort of, uh, you know, pious monk for our spirituality to be meaningful. But that's just simply not true. Um, our, our spiritual well-being begins, I, I believe, in, in starting by believing in something bigger than ourselves. And this can be religious, but doesn't have to be. But I want to review this data, review this concept in the con in the context of of a data uh, set that included 80,000 participants, okay? And the title of the paper, we always try to base our uh, uh, our podcast and the posts on the Vitality Explorer 
um, Substack site on peer-reviewed published data. And here's the name of the paper, Religio Religiosity slash Spirituality and Mental Health in Older Adults, a Syst Systematic Review and Meta-Analysis of Observational Studies. And here is the primary conclusion of that study. People with um, hot religion and spiritual practice levels reported higher life satisfaction, better social relations, and more meaning in life. So think about that. The, the more religion or spirituality you had in your life, the higher your life satisfaction, the better your social relations, and the more meaning. So only rarely has this ever really been mentioned in the lay press. People want to discount it. And it's almost never discussed in a doctor's office. But if you're trying to, trying to be your most vital self, which is what this is all about with Vitality Explorers, then we need to address spirituality. And I think this, especially spirituality in the context of mental health, and I think the paper does an excellent job of defining mental health and mental health decline. So according to the paper, mental health refers to the way by which people behave, identify themselves, cope with stressful events, and thereby affect how they experience and understand life events. Okay, Mental health decline, according to the paper, is accompanied by a high frequency of persistent negative emotions, thoughts, and beliefs that influence the quality of life. All right, so those are there, again, for, for further review on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, but clearly our mental health matters to our vitality. That's obvious. But did we know that religion and spirituality can help enhance our mental health? I don't think that's really discussed much, as we just said. Um, once again, the paper crushes it when it defines religion and spirituality. Quote, religious and spiritual beliefs are far from being just cultural traditions. Indeed, it involves numerous organizational, non-organizational, introspective, and community practices that might potentially influence human behavior. So that's what the paper says. Here's what I suggest. Belief in something bigger than yourself is my definition of spirituality. Now, that's my personal opinion, and I welcome comments from people. And that does not automatically mean a belief in God, but it does mean we do not always put ourselves first in life. It means we use our time, talent, and treasure in pursuit of a higher calling. So that's my sort of definition, again, of spirituality. We use our time, talent, and treasure in pursuit of a higher calling. Now let's return to the data from that paper. We have to talk a little bit about some statistics to understand what a z-score is, and it's a measure of the spread of the data. A score of one means the data is one standard deviation above the mean or the average value. You can check out z-scores online and, and read more about it. But here, here are the three main findings of the paper, and then we're gonna go into the specific findings is religious and spiritual activity are associated with, again, significant higher level of life satisfaction, better psychological well-being, and less anxiety. So this, this again, is there's these plots that you can see, these graphs with the z-scores that showed that, um, the, that religion and spirituality were associated with higher life satisfaction. Uh, the z-score, for those who want to see it, is up there. The p-value was 0 0.004, which is low, right? So that means it's very significant. The context of psychological well-being, um, the, the, again, was significantly associated uh, with, high, with less anxiety, the more spirituality and religion you had in your life. Um, very, very important to kind of look at these if you want to in detail, because what this, what this provides is sort of empiric evidence for what we've already understood to be sort of in our 
shall I say, heart and soul, that religion and spirituality matter, okay? So uh, the, here's the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendation. This is peer-reviewed, published scientific data, over 80,000 people, uh, 80,000 participants in the meta-analysis, suggesting that religion and or spirituality uh, helps or support our mental health. So here's the action suggestion. Again, we're trying to not just present information, but have you to have you evaluate some specific things and then leading to something you can do to improve your vitality. So pause today and consider believing in something bigger than yourself. This can be God or it can be a cause or a movement. Just direct your focus away from yourself and towards someone else or something else in the context of service. My hope is that this post will spark a discussion about how religion, spirituality, service, and believing in something bigger than yourself can help us combat the mental health crisis that's facing our world. Because I think the data here is very powerful in favor of spirituality and religion to help us with our mental health. We're gonna finish this week's Vitality Explorer podcast talking about something we've done in the past, but as we approach the end of the calendar year, I think it's important to review the vitality blueprint. And that's how we can think of the four components of vitality, the four elements of vitality that are time, discipline, purpose, sleep, fitness, closeness, service, and hope. And if we master these, some of which we may be doing very well with, other ones we need to work on, but mastering all eight of these is, is, a, is a construct that can help you enhance your overall vitality. And remember, vitality is purposeful, energetic, and connected living. So that's what we're after, purposeful, energetic, and connected living. And one way you can think of this is to try to say, people who are listening to this, people who are reading or, or, or subscribers to Vitality Explorers, you are already purposeful, you are already energetic, and you are part of an, an increasingly interesting and growing community of people. So you are connected. So everybody listening to this, I want you to just pause for a second and say, I am vital. You can say that to yourself. There's a little graphic I put up on the Vitality Explorer Substack site that I created. You can check that out. But the Vitality Blueprint is really just a way to conceptualize how to execute on living your best possible life, right? So that pathway requires mastering all those eight parameters. And, and what we're going to do is go through each one of them. And, you know, what, what I would suggest people do is, is take a little mental note of, oh, I'm doing that well or I'm not doing that well and focus on the ones that you need to work on. And you can use this post. Again, you can see it on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Uh, and you can use it as a study guide. And you can read it, reread it. There are links to other, other uh, posts throughout the entire year that should help you start to jumpstart 2024. So step one is mastering time by mastering every moment. So important to, number one, consider each second present and live in the now. Number two is to spend your time on intrinsically valuable activities whenever possible. And number three is to avoid energy vampires. Those are people who suck your blood or your bone marrow. They're also known as a-holes. And embrace energy angels. And those are the people or things that, that, it, that give you energy, that improve your overall sense of well-being. And you can, again, look at uh, the Vitality Explorer Substack site for a link to the entire post on being ruthless with your time. So that's number one. Number one, again, is to master your time by making every moment count. Number two is to double down on discipline. 
So double down on discipline. Three, three, three tips. Number one, stop binging at the buffet of excuses. We all have things that are going wrong. We all have things that were, are challenging in our lives. We've got to stop using excuses. Number two, embrace the challenge of staying focused and consistent. That's the dictionary definition of grit. Embracing focus and consistency. And number three is to bet on yourself and become a person that learns to do difficult things well. So the reference is to the Choose Your Impossible post on Vitality Explorers. Number three is to pinpoint your peak purpose. You know, the sub, sub tip here, number one, is to identify what you are willing to suffer for. Number two is to use your talents and experience and enthusiasm to enhance the world. Number three is realize that meaningful moments, stacking up meaningful moments, leads to a meaningful life. Okay? The fourth step on how to use the Vitality Blueprint is to consider sleep a superpower and stockpile health. All right? So we, we've talked a lot about sleep over, over a period of time and why stockpiling health is important. But to aim, number one is to aim for a consistent sleep-wake schedule whenever possible. Number two is to sleep, excuse me, just remember that sleep is the foundation of your physical and mental well-being. Number three is to exercise relentlessly, especially doing some resistance exercise because your future self will thank you, okay? Uh, there's a, a whole post on how to optimize your sleep on Vitality Explorers that you can find online. Step five of these five steps of using the Vitality uh, Blueprint is to build meaningful connections, okay? And if that just begins by prioritizing the development of close relationships. And I suggest that we, tr we aim for three or four close relationships. And what I mean by that is those are people that you can talk to, that you can be vulnerable with, that you can share your dreams and your sorrows with. And if you're, if you're lucky to have those three or four people in your life, try to be that person for somebody else because it's very clear that close relationships matter and seek to serve others in need whenever possible. Uh, and finally, spark hope by being a beacon of optimism. Now, you don't have to be a Pollyanna all the time, but there's a lot of pessimism in our world. And the interesting thing about pessimism is <laughs> you know where you're going to end up if you're a pessimist, okay? You may be a little disappointed if you're an optimist, um, but you got a chance of, I think, leading a better life. And there's a lot of data about optimism being a better way to live a vital life than being a pessimist. Uh, we've talked about that before. So those are the five steps. Then let's just review those quickly again. And you can look at the Vitality Explorer Substack site if you want to learn more about it. Um, but the step one is to master your time by making every moment count. Step two is to double down on discipline. Step three is to pinpoint your peak purpose. Step four is to consider sleep a superpower and stockpile health. Step five is to build meaningful connections. That's part of the Vitality Blueprint, which includes things like sleep, closeness, discipline, service, hope, fitness, purpose, and of course, time. And remember, time is a, time and purpose are at the center of the Vitality Blueprint because they're the most important ones we need to master. We absolutely must master our time and know our purpose if we want to be our most vital selves. So the six other parameters work in concert with the time and purpose to help us build the life we want to lead. Um, all of this is based on my book, Dare to be Vital. You can find that on Amazon if you like. makes a great holiday, Christmas, or New Year's gift. I suggest you check that out. Um, I really uh, have 
spent a lot of time trying to build that framework, and I hope that could be meaningful. It's now being used in a lot of different sort of book clubs by companies and other things, and it will be, again, part of a new course that I'm developing in 2024. Also, um, next week we're going to be talking about everything I learned at the Longevity Fest. So I am heading uh, later this week to, or heading this week to Las Vegas to speak at the Longevity Fest, which is a huge meeting of over 5,000 people that are focused on learning how to slow down aging and live your best life. I will be speaking about how to ignite your vitality. I will share my presentation with the slides and me doing it uh, with all the paid subscribers to Vitality Explorers next week. I, I want to remind us of the quote we, we talked about this week from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Again, we talked this week about organ biomarkers predicting disease and death, religion, spirituality, enhanced mental health, and the vitality blueprint. But let's pause for a, a second, slow down, and learn from the genius of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Quote, learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself and know that everything in this life has a purpose. There are no mistakes, there are no coincidences, and all events are blessings given to us to learn from. So I think we don't do this very often. The first part of that, learn to get in touch with the silence within yourself. It's really poetic. I wish I could write a sentence like that. So I hope everybody's enjoyed this week's edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. My name is Dr. Alan Mishra. Our purpose, again, is to optimize vitality one person at a time. So I hope at least one person listening to this has had their vitality improved or enhanced. Uh, and until next time, get out there, make a dent in the universe, and dare to be vital. Thank you very much for listening.